All right, everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. I am Paul Christian. And I am Eric Jackson. That's right, and we're back here with a, uh, a request episode, actually. So we got a one-off here for Catwoman. The movie was finally requested. We knew it was going to happen. <laughs> I'm glad we kind of got it out of the way already. Yeah, I knew the minute we opened the window for like people to leave and request episodes, I was like, that's one of the bad movies someone's going to make us watch. And lo and behold, it has happened, thanks to CJ, friend of the show, uh, on the Discord, requested it. So, Oh yeah, and it fully lived up to the hype. Yeah, his wish was our command. We're covering Selena's Big Score, which is actually a very good comic by Darwin cook so we're actually going to start out with something good yeah i liked but, it a lot uh before we talk about the movie yeah in uh we we, we uh ended up playing a Catwoman drinking game while we watched the movie so that made it an extra uh yeah that was <laughs> interesting that was like the most drunk i've gotten in a while yeah that <laughs> drinking game was rough it was pretty damn rough. yeah we'll go over the, what the rules were and how we played through that as, oh yeah uh, when we go into the, our movie section as always if you want to uh we have time stamps for the different sections if you want to jump ahead to the book or to the movie or whatever you want to do Yep. But yeah, thanks again, CJ, for leaving that request. Again, if you do want to leave your own request episodes, we have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash agents of comic book. You only have to join at the $5 level to leave a request episode, um, or you can join up to a $10 level if you want to do like up to a three-part series. So we'll do anything, obviously, because we just did the fucking Catwoman movie. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no restriction, really. Right. As long as it's in the realm. <laughs> right. So yeah, so just pick a, a book that you want us to read, and then uh, an adaptation that like has that character, or has that that team or it, it, it can be loose but they should have something to do with there's, each other I think. there's still one on the board that i really hope someone requests that uh stars a certain uh shaquille o'neal oh the steel movie. <laughs> yeah yeah we'll do steel at some point i That's, want that so bad i would love because i would want to like find a good steel book to review that we could either do like 52 that was a good series with him or do maybe like the new 52 series with uh Sholly finch that might be good yeah because you can rent steel on amazon and me and paul actually were looking and we watched the trailer that's on amazon and the trailer is is just like a three minute clip of the movie and it's just a random scene where like nothing is happening <laughs> until like the last five seconds where like someone's about to like blow something yeah up. i don't and think the Shaq's movie ever had like, it no yeah and then that must be where he gets his powers or, yeah I don't because know. it kind of just looks like he's in a suit well that's what it should be he's like iron man basically yeah but yeah, yeah I, I have know. no idea but uh, it definitely looks like a freaking home run, though. Yeah, I don't think they ever actually made a trailer for that movie. I think they just <laughs> cut out a scene and then showed it to well, us. Well, that had to be like a straight to TV, right? Oh, it had to have been. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we'll have to get Shaquille O'Neal on the podcast and oh, ask yeah, him. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> hey, I met him once when you I was were, like two. When you were a baby. <laughs> it counts. Hey, I remember you. <laughs> Cute baby. Oh, and by the way, if you, I don't know if our mics do end up sounding different this week or if they, if you, anyone notices, but we are using our backup mics today. Uh, obviously, everyone has a little bit of logistic changes to go through right now. Yeah, our uh, our normal good mics uh, were left in a uh, contaminated zone at yeah. Luke's place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe if you're listening to this live, I'm sure you know what's going on. But if you're listening to this maybe like two years from now, this is during the coronavirus yep, uh, good nonsense. Times. So great, great times. Hopefully it turned out not too bad. Uh, yeah. Hey, in the future. Let us know. Did civilization live? Yeah. Are we still around? Who knows? How's the podcast doing? I hope still around. What if the podcast is like Fallout? It's like the last radio station playing. Right. We're Welcome like a, back to the comic book bunker. An apocalypse gorilla radio. <laughs> Let's go back to set the world on fire. We'll be back with our next comic book. <laughs> it just turns into what was Galaxy Radio News or whatever. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I do want to call out as well. So like I said, you can if you want to leave a request episode, we're at Patreon. Or if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Agents of Podcast. Uh, I run the Twitter. You can follow all, like, all the books I'm live reading and whatnot. I always read my Marvel Unlimited books every Monday. And then I, I literally read probably 40 to 50 trade paperbacks a month. So oh, yeah. 
I'm, I'm working yeah, my way through some books. <laughs> uh, so you can keep up with it there. Uh, otherwise, we will be moving on to The Catwoman, Selena's Big Score by Darwin Cook, coming up next. Selena's Big Score is a one-shot, but it's like a 94-issue, uh, basically solo, I guess graphic novel, I guess you would call it. Yeah. Um, it, It's cool, like, one-shot, because it's all... it's. I wouldn't even call it really a Catwoman book. It's definitely like a Selena Kyle book. It, she's not even in costume for pretty much any of this. No, and it's not like in Gotham or anything. Either. Well, part of it is, but not really. Yeah, I mean, you, you, it, it's called God. Like, it could just be any city, really. Exactly. Like, you could read this not knowing anything about the DC universe or really giving a shit about superheroes and still, like, get something out of this, I think. Yeah, like, it's it's almost like an Ocean's Eleven-style, like, heist-type oh, like, movie. Yeah. But, like, it's... it's and, and, like, you get that a lot from Catwoman, but, like, this is, like, not even... Like this is just her as Selena Kyle. Like I, the people she's working with does, don't even know that she is Catwoman. Yeah, yeah. So it's like an interesting twist. Uh, Dar- this is written and drawn, and like all the art is by Darwin Cook. We, and we actually do get colors by Matt Hollingsworth, but uh, okay. Darwin Cook is a very, very famous uh, comic book artist. He did um, this along with a very famous book called The New Frontier. Which I really like the new frontier. Was that the Superman Batman you were talking about? Uh, yeah, probably. It's uh, a book set entirely in like the 1950s. It's kind of like resetting all of the DC Justice League into the Golden Age. Okay. And it's like a six-issue story. It ends up being more like a 12-issue story in terms of pages, but oh, okay. it, it's basically like a retelling of the DC universe from that era and like a modernization of it. Hmm. Oh yeah, you were telling me about that. Right. So everyone has their old school costumes. It's the old school take on the character. Yep. Uh, shit like that. It's really interesting. I like it a lot. Hmm. Who did that? Darwin Cook. Oh yeah, that's, that's why right. I'm bringing Don't it up. Yep. <laughs> did he draw and write or just yep. draw? Yeah, he usually does both. Oh okay. Yeah, it's cool. At the end of this too, there's like 15 or so like uh, alternate covers or just Catwoman art. Mike Bignola actually does one of them. That yeah, the, the Bignola cover was amazing. Yeah, I love that. It looked he, awesome. Yeah, he did a great Catwoman on that one. Oh yeah. I'll I'll tweet that picture out uh, as well if you want to look forward to it again at our podcast is at Agents of Podcast. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, for Selena's big score, I mean, just to set up kind of the main characters, the main players in this heist here, uh, we have obviously Selena Kyle. She, if you guys don't know who she is, she is the Catwoman. Uh, no. She is a thief, and she likes to steal things. I didn't realize this was a Catwoman story. <laughs> She's very good at jumping and swinging and punching the bad guys. <laughs> um, we also have working, and we kind of have like her heist crew, which is the main one is Stark. She, uh, he's kind of like a dickhead. I don't really like Stark, but he works for this story. Yeah, he, I don't know, he was an interesting character, but yeah, he was kind of just a dick. Yeah, he's kind of an asshole, but I guess it's all just like sexual tension between them. I well, guess. it was kind of just, I mean, Selena did kind of dick him over back in the day. Well, yeah, I, but I mean, he's like an asshole to like everybody and like he just like kills people without remorse i mean yeah. spoiler if you lo- if you lost like the love of your life to batman you'd be pretty salty too <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so we get uh stark and like a little bit of background on him and like w- like him and selena have worked together before and like we see him just like killing guys like when he doesn't have to and she's like oh what the fuck are you doing and yeah. he's like i i live by a code, my own code just like oh it's best for survival of the fittest uh but darwin cook's art works really well for this story because it's got like a really noir kind of like crime looking like gotham city and like his cityscapes like are amazing i love it and it looks so like old school like neon-y yeah like the the cover especially and like all the scenes in miami where a 
good amount takes place in is like really cool. It's kind of like Miami Vice style. Yeah, the Miami scenes look great. Gotham looks like grungy and dirty, oh, yeah. and then like uh, Las Vegas is like neon and all. Like it's, it looks badass. Like, yeah, there's a scene like later within like Vegas and like neon in the rain. It looks awesome. Yeah, it was a great sequence. So yeah, Darwin Cook knocks this. The only complaint I have is maybe like in some of the action panels, like the the pan. Like I don't like when there's like really tiny panels for like different like handoffs and action scenes. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I struggle sometimes with like small panels. So I I feel like he uses that a lot, which is okay with the style. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that and um, I can't remember because there are sequences when it's either the like perspective of Stark or Selena, but when it's like their inner dialogue, the uh, the word bubbles will be in for it's either Selena or Stark, but one of them has like fancy cursive. That started early on. I feel like they went away from that. They did. It was like only in the first issue or so, but so yeah, I never, I never care for that. This isn't as bad as I've seen it in some comics, but yeah, I don't care for that when I feel like it's a net loss when you try to do, because it does look fancier and it does look prettier, but it's like, if I can't read it, I'm just going to not like it. Exactly. This whole heist story essentially centers around, uh, Selena has a contact in the Falcone family named Chantel. She's like the, uh, the, girl- the girlfriend, yeah. girlfriend of Carmine Falcone. Actually, I don't know if it's Carmine Falcone, but it's a Falcone. I know it's so hard to keep track of who's who in the Carmine I mean, family. The story it's like- is. Or the Falcone family, because I feel like they come and go throughout like the history of Batman. Well, right, yeah, and and every and a lot of the most famous stories with them are kind of like one off outside of continuity stories. Yeah, where it's exactly. Like one of them, they probably like die by the end, and you're like, well, they're dead again. Yeah, like it could take place like whenever. <laughs> right, and so this is like a Falcone. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. the Italian mob is the exactly. point of the story. Yeah, and she has basically gotten intel on a train that's moving a bunch of money that is. She thinks it's very robbable. Uh, as yeah, it's supposed to get... be like a heroin deal slash like money laundering into Canada. So uh, she she tells Selena like, "Hey, I can get you the path of the train where it's going. Like you you do all the work. I'm not a thief, but like you yeah. can use this, and like that's all you need." That's always the best job in like heist movies like this. Just like the dude who just knows what like where the heist is, and all you have to do is just tell like the people with the talent. Well, I guess, but she's also <laughs> at the most risk. I mean, she's yeah, doing pot- the, she's doing the most potentially, dangerous part. Yeah, yeah. Potentially. Because she has to, like, go onto Falcone's computer and, like, get upload the documents. Yeah, she's like, got to play both sides. Yeah, and, like, we'll see. It doesn't go well for her. Yeah. Uh, but I, I I liked the setup of this heist because train heists are always, like, super fun. That's oh, one yeah. of my favorite kinds. Yeah, especially in Westerns, but this will this is awesome, Oh, too. any kind. Like, yeah, you could do, like, an old Western, like, assassination assassination of Jesse James kind of thing. Or, mm-hmm. or, but you could even, like, future ones. Like, you could do, like, a Snowpiercer-looking thing. Right, even modern day. Well, yeah. what was it? Uh, The Solo movie. They had that bad. Oh, Solo like, had a heist. cool heist scene. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't bad. So this one is a pretty cool plan because, like, Selena Kyle, like, I, and this is the DC, this is where the DC universe sneaks in a little bit. Cause <laughs> yeah, this part was a little out there because they're like well we'll just uh create some fancy technology like i got some i know some weird people yeah and uh, they do have some funny contacts like i really liked ma who was like the one who gets on this rocket yeah yeah because <laughs> she's like this this woman who lives by herself like out in the middle of the desert yeah, she's like in a trailer yeah and she like just sells stark like a, a car full of guns and like yeah. a rocket ship <laughs> and she and she's like hey well hey if you want to come in like I, I got cooking ready for you like, your cooking sucks and she drives <laughs> off or he drives off uh, it was hilarious and so yeah they literally she gets on this rocket ship like a, a motorcycle ro- looking rocket ship that rides the rails yeah of train. it just connects to the rails and just rocket propels them through yeah so their plan is to literally rocket propel behind the train up to uh up to the fucking train and jump on from there yeah so it's a, it's a pretty wild plan but and then they're asking them like well what do we do how do we get out of there then we can't rocket propel out yeah um, although they could have built like a backwards rocket 
and then brought it with him. Or you think because it connects to the train, why wouldn't you just hop back onto it and then just disconnect? Well, I, oh, one of their points, too, was also because if they drop the way because the plan that they do have is they're going to take the money and drop it off the a bridge when it's over a river. Oh, and right, then yeah. all the money will just float. They'll put it in like floaty bags and then they'll have and then they'll have a getaway boat name? ready. Yeah. What, what was that guy's name? Uh, Swifty. Swifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Swifty is another guy they're working with. He's just kind of like the wheel, the wheel man. Yeah, he's like the connect. Yeah. Or the, not not the connect, but like the just the guy who gets everyone together. Right. <laughs> Uh, and so the plan is basically if they don't know where they've been robbed, it's going to make it a lot harder to figure out what happened. Yeah. So they got to be stealthy. Right. So that that's just adding more like more like chances of them getting away with it. Yep. Um, but while I'm hearing them like devise this plan, the part I'm worried about is there's that trope, right, in heist movies where yeah. the more you hear about a detailed plan and like you hear how it's gonna go, yeah, the more like well of a thought out plan it sounds like, like the more things are gonna go wrong, right? Because <laughs> if, if it was gonna be like a surprising cool plan that everything gets pulled off, yeah, they're not gonna show you a scene explaining it. They're just gonna have that, that scene play out so that way you're like, whoa, cool, yeah, exactly. But if you know what the heist is ahead of time, <laughs> yeah. it's gonna fuck up. Dude, look how awesome this would have been <laughs> i hate to ruin every heist movie for everybody but that's oh, yeah. the golden rule it's always been true nine out of ten times that's what's happening i say ten out of ten times find me one exception i, don't I mean know. there are some rebels out there <laughs> well except for actually logan lucky might be the exception that one was that one the plan went court. well there were some they did they do lose an arm or a, a prosthetic arm no he got it back at the end <laughs> well that's, i mean okay let's not spoil yeah, logan yeah, lucky yeah, it's a good movie it. go see it it's, it's a great, great movie oh yeah especially if you like this Catwoman story fill it fit in really nicely with that it's another heist movie oh yeah definitely uh, but like we said, uh, things for Chantel maybe had the most dangerous part of this because she has to get the actual schematics for the train route uploaded from the computer. So she literally has to go on the computer like while uh, Falcone is sleeping and try to upload these yeah, things. Yeah, this was really fortuitous timing by Falcone because he just like comes up to her is like, yeah, like recently I had some geek kid like that my son knew like sweep the place for bugs and he found something and it's like, oh, here we Wait, go. Yeah, I, I imagine, <laughs> yeah, I know, but his son is probably like just making it sound fancy when all he really did was like check the search history. Oh, exactly. <laughs> and like, yeah, it's like he searched it for bugs. It's like, what did he do? Like run an email bug? No, like, you're just a boomer and you don't understand how search history works. Exactly. Like, like he, he hacked my computers and he found out there was, there was a crazy command he showed me called control h <laughs> and it found you out you never knew i had the power of control h my god uh, but while this is all going on like chantelle is basically caught and like being interrogated for information trying to find out like what she gave away yeah um and this is where we actually get introduced to the final player in the story i was going to introduce him at first but i thought i'd leave him for now which is slam bradley yeah, who is actually Definitely my favorite guy in this book. Slam Bradley is really fun to read about in pretty much any story I've encountered him in. He's the man. He goes way, 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 way back uh, in DC history. He debuted in Action Comics, or sorry, he debuted in Detective Comics number one. Really? Number one, which is before Jim Gordon, before even like really Batman was really Batman. Like it was- Really, really early. Holy shit. Yeah, so he's a classic, classic character. Hmm. Um, Just basically like a pulp action cop hero. Yeah, yeah. But he's going through, like, he knows Selena from other jobs. Like, he's tried to catch her before, but they kind of have, like, a thing back and forth. It's like the... The, the criminal and like the the guy and like the cop who have chemistry. Yeah. yeah I don't know if we specified, but like this whole uh like book kind of starts with um I don't know I don't know if it came from something that happened before this, but like technically as far as the public knows Selena Kyle is quote unquote dead. Well yeah, that, that's what I was gonna get into here yeah. is I don't I don't think that's referencing any other book. Because okay. they kinda tell the whole story here, which is what Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, true, Slam true. Bradley uh was paid to investigate the the death of selena kyle yeah and he was looking into it and he was like wait selena kyle didn't die like because because 
Selena Kyle basically set up her own escape, saying Catwoman killed me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he's investigating, going, "Wait, Catwoman didn't kill Selena Kyle. Selena Kyle is Catwoman, and she faked her own death." Yep. Um, and so it, it, where he's at right now in modern day is he's. Uh, he's privy to what's going on with like Chantel and the Falcones because he's probably been on like his own Falcone kind of thing. Yeah, because he's just looking for Falcones, but when he busts into the Falcone, and the way he gets in is really really cool too because it shows him like in the rain. And oh yeah, he literally like he he's not a superhero. He just does the best he can. <laughs> yeah, he literally gets a ladder, finds a perpendicular building like with a good elevation. Yeah, and puts the ladder down horizontally and then has to like. W- tightrope across this wobbly ladder like in the rain. Pretty ballsy move. Yeah, it's badass. And then he gets across, takes out the guard, and breaks into the Falcones and does like a classic like uh, shootout. Darwin Cook makes this look really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. And uh, And he's got a light. (laughs) (laughs) And he's able to get Chantel free but she's like really messed up. Yeah, she she, her like face is like battered in. Yeah, and she can barely even speak but she does get out the words like Selena. Selena like uh, trying to like get out like what's going on and he's like, oh fuck, Selena. Like yeah, like it's her again. <laughs> like synchronicities. I, I got. I got to help her out again because now he knows that. Like, well, the Falcones are probably after Selena Kyle now, and I got to yep. warn her because they know about all of her plans now. Yeah, exactly. So he. So now Slam Bradley has his own quest of I got to get the fuck down to wherever this train heist is happening. Yeah, jumps in a seaplane. Yeah, this part is crazy. He literally he finds a guy who's like he just finds a friend. He's like, it took me a while to convince a pilot to do this. I'm like, you've convinced anyone to do this, right? It's like if I had to go find a pilot, that would not just be a quick phone call. Yeah, not to mention, hey, you want to go fly into a train heist with me? We're gonna fly super low and fast. Yeah, exactly. Not only does he get this guy to fly him up to Canada, but he has him pull in like uh, battle maneuvers. Yeah. So we'll come back to that. But during the train heist, it, it pretty much goes as they described at first, but they know yeah. it's coming, which is the twist. Rocket like train slide works yep, real well. rocket propelled straight to the back of the train uh it's like three straight like uh double page spreads which is really cool yeah like, it was all cool. action um it's like them jumping on the train beating up guys using nerve gas to take them out yep um and then they get the money or drop it off in the bags just like they said and they have the boat ready and they jump off parachute onto the boat but then that's when they reveal that you know someone got to swifty and yeah, it was uh, these. I came. What what are their names? Like Francois and Philippe. Oh yeah, these two like French hitmen. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're they're the heroin dealers that were supposed to be making the deal. Oh, you're but, right. But yep. now they're trying to make off with the heroin and the money. So yeah, it's, so clever on them. But yeah, decent plan. But they didn't realize Slam Bradley was flying in with a fucking <laughs> yeah, plane. Literally swoops with the. Uh, was his was it his pilot driving or was no he his taking pilot the was wheel? flying? Okay, yeah, this pilot was a badass too. Then. Yeah, no, he was. That's what I mean. He found like a hero. See, I thought for a second maybe Slam Bradley. Was like, give me the wheel and just oh, like no, yeah. swoop down. This is my plane. <laughs> <laughs> Do you even know how to fly? Yeah, he literally swoops in like enough where like the guys are like, holy shit. Yeah, like, he look like out. he like almost clips the guy with like the bottom like landing yeah, wheel. Yeah, quite the maneuver. Yeah. And it gives Selena and uh Stark and Stark enough time to kind of get like uh gets free and kind of make a fight for it. Yeah, yeah. And uh Slam Bradley goes to like to shoot uh, one of the French guys, one of the French heroin dealers, and he's about to take him out when like I, it's hard to tell what exactly happened, but uh, the guy must have like ha- turned around or like had a gun underneath and shoots. Sa- sla- uh, no, shoot- th- no, that was Stark. Uh, that's what I meant. To yeah, say. yeah, he shoots Stark. He, <laughs> he shoots Stark right through the stomach like yeah. four times, and even Selena's like, "Wait, no, that can't be happening. Like, that's yeah, not how this was supposed to go." Yeah, rip and rip. Yeah, so Star- <laughs> Stark is out. 
Um, but then then Slam Bradley finishes the French dude off. Yes, yeah, Slam Bradley like comes in like a fucking GI Joe. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Like Slam Bradley is like he's introduced in like issue three, but he instantly is like one of my favorite characters. Oh yeah, this. he was easily my favorite in that. Yeah. Um, but the comic kind of ends like Selena. Um, yeah, get, it's really sad. Yeah, because Selena uh, gets away from Slam Bradley, gives him the slip again, and then kinda yeah, goes back. This was one moment where like because Slam Bradley pulls like the whole like. Uh, it's like, oh, you know, I gotta take you in. It's like, really, dude? It's After like, all after, that. I mean, he's kind of like, there's so many bodies here. Like, someone's gotta, like, answer yeah, for Yeah, but it. is anyone gonna take you in for exactly. your personal war on at, crime? At the same time, it's like, you're just as culpable as I am in this right now. Like, yeah, you're, you're just running around shooting people and flying planes into fucking. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you gonna say? Like, what are you gonna tell the authorities about this? Yeah, at this point, he's a vigilante as much as, like, Batman or anyone is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed the yeah, she, yeah, and she does go back for uh Yeah, she like acts like she's like, Oh, like yeah, it's whatever, it's just business, but then the last few frames are like her like holding his like body off the back of the boat and then like let slowly letting it go. It's yep. like oh, and God. then making her get away up. Yeah. Um but yeah, so that it's like a really good high story that like I said, it's really contained. Like you don't even need to be a fan of like superheroes or DC Yeah, comics you don't need or, any context. No, like if you didn't know that Selena Kyle was Catwoman, there's only a few scenes where you're like, Oh, this is a DC book? Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Like they show like Batman like once like yeah a couple once. times like yeah. it's kind of a cool scene where Stark is like relaying his history and he's like uh well yeah she like she had some kind of hidden life I didn't know about in the show's like Catwoman yeah and then the guy and then Stark or what's his name yeah the other dude not Swifty uh, uh that random dude who did the rocket thing yeah the person uh the person he's sitting with and he's like well what did she leave you for another man and he's like yeah something like that you see Batman real yeah, quickly yeah uh, Darwin Cook Batman <laughs> yeah it's a cool scene um, but yeah, so just like little references like that to the DC universe are just enough to connect me in and like Gotham itself looks really good. So oh, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. Definitely. Um, but yeah, so this is, this is a fun, like a quick little read. You can find it on DC universe. I think it's also a, like printed in a couple trades with like a Darwin cook stories. Cause it oh, okay. kind of pairs well with other stuff too. Hmm. Um, but if you like this, I also highly recommend the new frontier. Like we talked about at the beginning. That's also a really good Darwin cookbook. Okay. Darwin cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get out your Darwin cookbook. Got to do it by the book. All right. Well, if you want to do this by the book, we're about to uh, watch a fucking Catwoman. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you've seen this movie before, uh, you can follow along with us. Or if you want to, you can do like we did and rent it for two ninety nine on the uh, Amazon. Amazon or Amazon YouTube. I'm sure it's anywhere. One of the two. If we get enough people to buy it, maybe they'll make a sequel. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we can hope. Because me and you were talking about this, like, because uh, CJ told us, like, he was going to buy the movie just to watch it before we watched it. Oh, yeah. And I told him uh, on the Discord, uh, again, if you want to uh, talk on our comic book Discord, you can just, uh, all you have to do is join Patreon at the $1 level, and you can yeah. get on the Discord and share comics and make requests with us. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we were talking on the Discord, and he's like, yeah, I, I'm going to buy the movie just to watch it when you guys watch it, so I get the <laughs> references, and I'm like, we're going to be the two people buying it, and some guy <laughs> over at Amazon's going to be like, holy shit. Right, get me the head of Warner Brothers. <laughs> we need to get Halle Berry. <laughs> Um, but this movie, uh, we, neither of us had seen this before, so this was yeah, a treat. this was a very and, big treat. And uh, like I said, we did, I mentioned this at the top of the podcast, but we did uh, find a drinking game online for this movie, so we went and got a bottle of whiskey, made some mixed drinks, and we had a good time with yeah, this. Yeah, I kind of forgot we were doing the drinking game, too, so I I got like two or three like whiskey sodas in beforehand, and I think that's what put put me over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you didn't realize what movie we were watching. Oh, yeah. The drinking game, we can go over the rules now, yeah, where... Yeah. Uh, drink anytime she does the cat eyes. Yep. Which that was an easy one. That was drink good... anytime she actually purrs at something, which came up more than I thought. Handful. <laughs> uh, drink anytime. What were the other ones? Uh, bad CGI. Oh yeah, drink anytime they show bad CGI. That one came up a lot. Yep. So th- I think those were the three big ones that we were following. And yeah, those are the main ones. And those were th- that was enough. Oh yeah, easily. 
Um, but interestingly enough, watching this, there were a few things. Like, I always try to find like the scenes that did work. So <laughs> try I, to justify. I, I think it. I got a handful here. We'll go through these as we go. It had to be the basketball scene. Oh, honestly, no. Okay, no. <laughs> but honestly, the opening scene is one of them. The opening scene opens like the the yeah, opening oh, yeah. credits go through like what looks like ancient Catwoman through women through history. Yeah, which is like badass. It shows like a Catwoman like in ancient Egypt, but then it never ancient Egypt. Yeah, ancient Egypt. <laughs> but yeah, but then it never really came back up at all. Well, it kind of did because they kind of she, she explains it again, but yeah, it, it's not like she teams up with the pharaohs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would have been cool. But <laughs> that no. would have been. Uh, so we kind of get the hint that like maybe this is some kind of legacy that's being passed on. Yeah. Uh, but then when we're introduced to uh, her name's not Selena Kyle, her name is Patience uh, Patience Phillips. Pa- Patience Phillips, <laughs> my double P. Uh, she's working in like an office job. Classic opening, like she's lame. She doesn't get out. Yeah, like oh, she's socially awkward. <laughs> yeah, and there's even a scene where she's at home, like uh, with a party going. On oh, across but, yeah. the street, she's like, like a, "Quiet down!" Yeah, literally is screaming on her part. Not not even screaming, like whispering across a, like an alley. Like, "Can you please be quiet?" And no, of course, no one's hearing it. Right. So they're just trying to set her it's, up for like, uh, I guess to like get her confidence out. But it, it's, it's kind of weak. funny because it's almost like a it's a pretty similar opening to like the Raimi's Spider Man, where it's just like nerdy kid, all like weird, and then once he gets his powers, then he's gonna get his groove back. Uh, so yeah, like I said, one of the things we had to drink for was bad CG. CGI, which sadly came up anytime there was a scene transition. Yeah, for some reason they w- thought it was a great idea to make any cityscape shot just CGI. Was that like a trend in the early 2000s where they did like the f- like the fast forward zoom track out a window to a different building in New York? Because like that birds of CGI, that birds of prey yep, show, birds of yeah. prey did it as well. And I feel I feel like that has to be a trope. I think that's like a big network television and like like just cheesy, just like milk toast hollywood movie yeah like type thing oh and if we want to talk about cheesy we can talk about our first cat appearance in this movie which happens oh, yeah. when uh patience is outside her bed or apartment window and she sees a cat like on a, a ledge above her window like on a little like rock outlaying <laughs> yeah and she like goes out the window she's like kitty get down <laughs> kitty you can't be up there kitty yeah and so she steps out like an ac unit and it like almost falls off and she's like struggling on the ledge yeah and everyone's like gathering around below they're like don't jump yeah they please. think they think she's like a jumper yeah you have so much to live for she's like i just want the kitty <laughs> <laughs> so then yeah we get introduced to our like our hot cop whatever yeah, played by benjamin Brad, he was like in everything around when this came out. He was like in every romantic comedy and like romantic cop movie, like in the yeah, 90s. And because he pulls over and he's like, Oh wow, a jumper, I can save the day. Literally climbs like eight stories in Dude, like a second. No, literally, like I know movies are always guilty of this, but this was egregious. Like, we're following her the whole time, it doesn't cut. No, not yeah. once. And it's literally like he's on the he's like in front of the building down at the bottom of the stairs to like in the third floor outside the window in like a half a second <laughs> yeah it's, it's unreal and she like he like comes up and grabs her like right as she's like about to <laughs> about randomly to fall, fall yeah. trying to get the cat uh, it's like first of all the cat would be fine i'm pretty sure cats can like fall off that story and like be fine oh yeah they can fall a big way because they're like they weigh nothing so their terminal velocity is just like boop yeah exactly yeah so it's like you're just risking way more being out there. <laughs> you're just an idiot not to mention the person you'll kill when that ac unit falls yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that's where they get introduced, and like he like ends up meeting her back at her work because he I guess he recovered her wallet and is like trying to bring it back for her. <laughs> yeah, pulls the creep cop routine. Yeah, and and her friend at work is like hitting on him the whole time, which I thought was hilarious. Oh, yeah. She's like, "Please arrest me, officer." Yeah, like, it's, you're being uh, a little heavy handed with this. Yeah, her like he, she, he asked me out. Thank yeah, you. it's her. Al- it's Alex Borstein, uh, Lois Griffin, Family Guy. I mean, she does a lot more. Than oh, that, I didn't but... know that. I didn't recognize the voice. Yeah, that was Alex Borstein. Oh, interesting. Oh, cool. Uh, but yeah, so patience like ends up staying late at work. She. 
she's uh she's working late and she like accidentally stumbles upon like a, <laughs> a corporate company secret, <laughs> a company secret. Like her, the the higher ups at like the CEOs of her corporation are like yeah. staying late. Yeah, somehow she has like completely like breezy access to like the underbelly of this corporation. Yeah, she just like accidentally walks in while they're talking about how their makeup like causes deadly scarring. Yeah, they straight up have like a video presentation of like the after effects of their makeup and it's just like a, a normal looking woman slowly like decru- like degrading with like scar tissue and it's like this is what our makeup is doing. We can't let the people know. We have to ship them out. <laughs> it's like I'm pretty sure if someone puts your makeup on and the next day they look like that, they're gonna know. Right. Yeah, so the, the main CEO are played by some random guy and then Sharon Stone plays yeah, the other antagonist. Short-haired Sharon Stone. I did not recognize her And throughout first. the movie we find out that she has like makeup that gives her like powers to like block punches. Yeah. Which it, is interesting. Or it's either just has like really strong Novocaine and she's just like painless Oh yeah, maybe she it. just doesn't feel the pain. But it <laughs> does kind of seem like she's taking the punches like Superman. Oh yeah, because like when people hit her they're like, it looks like they just hit like yeah, a and they're like wow. Oh. Yeah, they yeah. hit like pure steel. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? It makes no sense. So yeah, they they're like, oh well, now we gotta kill her. So yes, yeah, so they chase her through the building, and then she ends up like getting literally killed and like thrown through a sewer drain. And they're like, well, yep. she's dead. Forget yeah. it now. And then, but like as she like falls down the sewer, <laughs> another drain, dead woman, another day in corporate America. Yep. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I guess we'll just tell everyone she left. <laughs> <laughs> she was let go and never seen again. Yeah, it wasn't patients working late last night. Yeah, she uh, worked super late. She Someone called home. the lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we she literally like dies, and then we we see like uh, drink another CGI uh, shot of a bunch of terrible oh my, cats. Yeah, it's the cat Necronomicon. I even jinxed it <laughs> earlier before in the in the movie when we saw the first cat. I was like, oh, at least they're not doing like CGI cats. At least the cat looks like adorable. And then it came. And then here come like six CGI cats. <laughs> yeah, I actually posted this on Twitter. I, I, we t- I think we retweeted on the comic book one too. But it's like a cat just like doing a meow song to raise her from the dead. And the camera just like flies into his mouth. Yeah. And then they're all like <laughs> sitting around him like in a pent- a kitty pentagram. <laughs> a meowgram. And meow then they gram. all fucking, uh, one sits on her chest and like, my, oh, yeah. Breathes the life back into her. <laughs> and yeah, she arises as the cat woman so this yep. is the take on Catwoman they're going with where she's been resurrected as the cat yep which is actually kind of what happened in the Tim Burton movie so that's yeah. I think I've probably yeah it's not my favorite take but I mean it could it can work it's, sometimes it's, yeah you could like I don't know. I feel like I would have preferred if it was Selena Kyle. I could have gone with like if you want to give her powers and shit. Like you're at least giving me enough. Exactly. But if you're gonna give her powers, not put it in Gotham, not call her Selena Kyle. Like how much? How much of the DC influence is even here? Again, it was another one of those things where it's a movie like afraid to be a comic book yep. movie. Early two thousands, they were like people don't people are gonna be like embarrassed to go see a superhero movie. Yeah, exactly. We can't make it a superhero movie. Like we gotta barely call her. Yeah, like it's not a comic book movie. It's a sci-fi movie. Right. Yeah. But now that she's been arisen, she like has like she almost it almost seems like she she is kind of herself, but she does like say things involuntarily. Like, yeah, which is weird. It's like and the only thing she says are like things that like a person who stands up for themselves would say. Right. <laughs> which is like I don't get like and like if you want to make it like she's been she has these powers now she's empowered that's awesome. Yeah. But like the fact that she's like almost like possessed to say these things is I a know. Weird. Like she'll say it and then like cover her mouth be like oh no. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's it's so cheesy. Yeah. Whereas like it'd be cooler if she was just like yeah fuck this place. And, like, <laughs> fucking flipped her table. Right. Like, yeah, that's Catwoman. Let's go. Because what was that? It, it could have been like the scene from uh, 
Oh, what was that movie with like Angelina Jolie where they like bent the bullets? Oh, wanted. Yeah, it was kind of like that. It could have been like that scene where she just smacks her boss with a keyboard. Oh, right. <laughs> that's that's a comic book adaptation. I don't think we'll do unless someone requests it. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if I want. Wait, that's read... a comic book adaptation. Oh yeah, it's a Mark Miller book. Yeah, I did yeah. not know that. Uh, Mark Miller's not my favorite, but yeah, yeah. I think I saw that movie when I was like in middle school, and I don't remember how it was. So yeah, now that she has her cat powers, there's some interesting things that kind of like along with that. Like that's probably the most mild thing. Like the weirder things that happen are she starts hissing at dogs yeah <laughs> that, yeah oh was that a drinking one we talked yep, about yeah, yeah whenever she hisses we got drink. a, so got she, a few hisses in yep she walks anytime she walks by dogs she hisses or yeah. she'll hiss at the bad guys yeah uh, also there's one part where she goes she finds like this ancient cat like i think she was Catwoman at one point yeah uh played by francis conroy from american horror story and like yep. a bunch of other stuff yep um and she kind of explains to her like exposition like you are the Catwoman. you come from a line of cat women yeah this scene was weird because like her where she finds her is like in a, a random house in the middle of the city it's like on a corner of the city we're surrounded by a bunch of skyscrapers but it has like a grass lawn and a garden and it just looks like a house from like the 50s of course yeah the shrine so, like, of the cat it kind of <laughs> it was almost like it was like going to the oracle's house and like the matrix it was, like yeah, it, it was reminded a, me of that. it was a weird scene um and yeah there's a part there where she like uh finds catnip and like gets addicted oh to my it too, god which was no like, like not only that but like the what whatever her name is the old cat lady grandma she like brings out the catnip and like gives it to her and Halle berry straight up like sniffs just the shit out of her hand like she starts going like full <laughs> oh, she goes fiend. nuts she goes like full yeah she's like pounce it. when i because when i whenever oh, i get yeah. pounce catnip he attacks my hand yeah that's exactly. exactly what happens like <laughs> it's so bad like that's almost as like much of a sin as like the new cats movie with like taylor swift with a diamond like bejazzled bottle right. of catnip except 15 years like should have been wiser <laughs> exactly um we but, learned this lesson 15 years ago but yeah but so now that she's catwoman we do get one really scene that i actually really liked where like because earlier in the movie she walked by this necklace that she really liked in a jewelry shop and it was yeah. like worth like millions or something yeah here's where i thought it was like all gonna start like kind of connect being like a Catwoman movie yeah because yeah. she goes like in costume first time with like the whip and everything and she looks awesome it looks great and she jumps in and like actually like dude does a heist like you know steals the <laughs> yeah. necklace breaks out but again this is so counterintuitive because we just went through this whole scene of being like you have this great power like you must use it responsibly and now it's like I'm gonna go steal some diamonds yeah that's perfect <laughs> for me though this is Catwoman no like it was great yeah. but like why did we get that whole setup of like this mystical old lady and like these powers are so well that's great. a good point like the the mysticism and like the whole history of it never really comes up it's not like you'd think like maybe the villain like wants to like harness that or something exactly want to have that matter exactly because otherwise the whole ancient magic of this is just like there yeah yeah, it doesn't matter if you're just gonna like be a a, like a because her villain is just kind of like a corporate fuckwad and like her she's just like a person who uses like kung fu and whips like magic is not a weird an interesting or like it could have been an interesting part of this but you got to really lean into that i think yeah you can't just have it be like a side note and then completely like later francis conroy (laughs) yeah you can't just have that in the background and then like do everything the opposite of what would have lined with that story really the the last cat woman was uh, was like a a pharaoh like (laughs) you're not gonna do more with this Nah, i'm just gonna like beat up my boss and steal some necklaces all right i guess (laughs) uh but yeah now that she has her confidence as well she she goes in, uh, actually goes out with Ben Bratt, and yeah. their their dating is interesting. It's it's uh, there's one part where the, we talked about it earlier, the infamous basketball scene, which oh, is, is bad. My it's, God, look it up on YouTube because this is a scene that every person <laughs> should witness. It's up there with like 
cheesiest like superhero movie scenes of all time. It's I I had never heard of this. I don't know how, but I was blown away. This scene is so bad that if if the rest of this movie was really good and I liked it, this scene would have invalidated the whole thing. Like <laughs> <laughs> like I thought I thought there would never be anything worse than uh the dance club scene in Fantastic Four 2. Oh, I no. thought there was nothing worse than that. Yeah, you want to talk about scenes like that or even like Spider-Man 3 like yep. no, this is this is bad. I I didn't think anything could top those two but this took the cake because like they're literally like they're not even really playing basketball no. they're just like dribbling around each other and like doing tricks yeah and then they're like Barry, grinding on each yeah, other Halle in Barry, front of a bunch of kids yeah at one point she just starts shaking her ass and they, they like show ben bratt's face like from her ass's point of view and he's just like whoa, whoa. Yeah, and then he starts flashing his abs I'm yeah like, he's like, just surrounded by kids he's like lifting up his shirt and shit and there's literally just like 20 like elementary school kids standing around yeah and they're like whoa <laughs> it's like this is very inappropriate yeah, and she ends up like leapfrog dunking over him and like yeah. clearly cgi literally like, posterizes him like puts her ass like on his head yeah and like so that was and that's the first time anyone's tried to shoot <laughs> yep oh yeah that's, that's the first shot taken. That, that was like a three minute sh- like sequence and nobody tried to shoot the basketball oh, until God, then it is and and meanwhile the whole time there's just the worst music of all time playing yeah so she has a i guess if you want to call that a successful date that's what that was yeah <laughs> it was something um and then she goes home literally just like uh, Max is out on Fancy Feast, like eating it by the can. <laughs> and God. then when she sees the partiers this time, yeah, she's it's like, like Frank and Charlie. <laughs> yeah, and it's always sunny. Yeah. Off the glue. <laughs> and then when she sees the party across the street, like she's like, oh, not this time. Yeah. And she like busts down the door. She's like, no, I'm fucking this shit up now. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, I, and I thought at first she was going to just start, like, fighting people in, in the party. I did, too. I, I was hoping for I was for really that. worried for that. And then, and then she ends up just, like, going right for the speaker. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's still broken in her, but at least he didn't beat up a bunch of people who really weren't doing anything that wrong. <laughs> it's still a crime, but could have been worse. Really, they were just partying. Yeah. And then the rest of this movie, I guess, just kind of follows her tracking down, like, the CEOs and the criminals of this organization. Like, we get, we get a couple cool scenes where, like, she's tracking down people at the docks. But then we also get some really, like, interesting, weird scenes of her, like, at the bar, like, ordering milk. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just it's so many just filler scenes of her just doing cat puns. Yeah. Just like, I don't need this. <laughs> no one needs or this. Or it'll be, like, her just, like, looking sexy, like, looking cool, like, walking through places, like, kind of, like... Like I guess it like look, is visually interesting, but like nothing's really happening. Yeah, it's and it's not that interesting. And the music, I mean, if there was good music playing, I maybe would have been a little interested. But it's just there's nothing, none of that. But like I, I mean, I, I guess I kind of like the take that like she's dead and like they think she's dead, but now she's going back and getting revenge on herself. Like that's kind of a cool idea. Yeah, at, at least that it's it's most basic. Yeah, so uh, I keep almost accidentally calling her Selena, but Patience <laughs> is captured by Bren Bratt, who's like tracking the Catwoman, because of course that's always the thing. Is like I gotta oh, take yeah. her in above anyone else. Yeah, like, it's okay. like you're my girlfriend, but I also <laughs> it's my job to take you in. Yeah, like while they're dating, like what you what do you think about Catwoman? You don't like the whip? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, because there's even a part where it's like, oh, Catwoman kissed me or tried mm-hmm. to kiss me. It's like, and oh, she's like, oh wow. It's like, are you jealous? <laughs> it's like, oh wow. But he ends up uh, capturing Catwoman before he knows who she is. Yeah. But she's able to, like, literally slip away with the help of, like, cats yep, escaping yeah, the jail. The jailbreak kitties. Yeah, so it's almost like the Danny DeVito penguins. <laughs> Only better. Yeah, Actually, a, peng- penguins are pretty cute, too. Oh, jailbreak kitties? There's nothing better than that. I mean, there weren't any kitties with, like, rockets on their backs in this, though. Oh, that would have been something. <laughs> 
Uh, but this whole thing, basically, just to kind of cut to the end here, is kind of she ends up breaking into the tower. Of course, she's gonna end up, end up getting in a one on one fight with Sharon Stone. Yeah, who it, it almost looks like they were gonna like team up with each other at one part, which I thought was gonna be a cool twist. I know where she was like, listen, like like women never like always never get respected at my like my like this high up. Like let me just take over. My brother's a piece of shit. Like we'll end like all this corrupt shit he's doing. Yeah, yeah. But then she like just twists it again and then comes back on Selena. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, Selena. God, whatever. <laughs> patience. Patience. Have patience with me. I keep calling her Selena. Uh, uh, but yeah, they get into a fight. Of course, she can take the punches with her makeup. Yeah, uh, super which, makeup. Sure, whatever. And, and at the end of the fight, she's like hanging off the side of the building, and she's like, "Please don't kill me, help!" And like, uh, to her credit, patience was gonna go and help and oh, like, yeah. grab her. But then she slips off the building, and like, we get the ugliest ragdoll looking fall. <laughs> oh off my the god. Building. It's literally just a crash test dummy. Yeah, I re- re- rewound it a couple times just to rewatch <laughs> it, and we were like, oh my god. It looks so bad. So yeah, I mean, the movie kind of ends with her going free. Uh, I think they almost like imply it as maybe like they'll pick up pick it up with a sequel. Like, she's Catwoman now. What could she get up to next? <laughs> yeah. it's like, well, probably nothing. <laughs> probably won't see her again. <laughs> maybe we'll never he- hear from this whole universe again. <laughs> yeah. And uh, her boy- I don't see the name Patience Phillips sticking. No, and her boyfriend, whose name I forget, but at one point he was called the Hot Man sandwich so the oh whole yeah movie, we just called him the man sandwich the man sandwich <laughs> played by ben brad known yep. as the man sandwich man sandwich yeah that actually came up a couple times so i mean like i said there were a couple cool things that i thought were interesting like i'd like to see someone take that idea of like the ancient legacy Catwoman thing and like pick that up and do something cool with it yeah like we were talking it was kind of like that the killer croc thing from like the batwoman comics yeah the, with the first series we did on this podcast yeah. we talked about the jh williams batwoman run and he like reintroduced some stuff with killer croc to kind of make him like an ancient legacy of killer crocs like yep. throughout ancient babylon yeah which was awesome yeah so that you could kind of do something like that where if selena does even even if she she doesn't have powers maybe it's more like a synchronicity thing like fate has chosen you to be like this thief like we've always had thieves throughout history to balance the scales like yep. that's a cool take oh yeah like having like it's like robin hood maybe he was one of them you know or yeah something like i, that, I love you know? that idea so like you could do something cool with that but like they just kind of threw that idea out there like it was maybe like the concept art when the movie started and they were like yeah that's a thing yeah I, I, we don't have any ideas about it but that's <laughs> that's a thing wouldn't it be cool yeah <laughs> So, like, it maybe someone expanded on that, but otherwise, this movie is bad, and that, that basketball scene invalidates the whole <laughs> movie. Like, if you put that basketball scene in The Godfather, I would say The Godfather is a bad movie. Oh, definitely. Even if you put it, like, right in between, like, every other scene. I mean, if you reshot it with, like, the, the actual old actors in place, it'd be pretty funny. Oh, that's a great question. How do you think that uh, Al Pacino would have done in that scene? Oh, he would have been great. I mean, we could reshoot it today. Yeah. Just go dig up, uh, what's he, his name? He's just boxing out Marlon Brando. <laughs> go dig up Marlon Brando's Marlon corpse. Brando's grinding on him. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Oh, God. Shoot the basketball, you want <laughs> on the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> All right, but that's Catwoman. Thanks a lot, CJ, for making us watch that. We never would have watched it if not for you. Oh, it, definitely it, not. It brought us a uh, uh, really. It got us. It brought us a hangover. It definitely, it definitely enhanced my life. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so yeah. So again, if you want to leave your own request, this is proof that we will watch or read anything. Oh yeah. Um, no matter how bad, no matter how, even if it's hard to find, we'll f- we'll track it down. Oh, definitely. Um, we'll find a way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I appreciate the request. Uh. Again, if you are listening to this, uh, if you want to be, if you want us to be your quarantine uh, podcast, we were yeah. here for you. Yeah, right. Uh, this is like thankfully one of the few hobbies that are still left to us. Uh, yeah, exactly. Throughout throughout everything that's going on, so we're gonna try to yeah, keep a fairly regular schedule. Even you don't though, need to be in a large crowd to listen to a podcast. That's right. Yeah, you can just <laughs> listen to it by yourself in a corner. 
uh, and not talk to anybody else, which, let's be honest, that's what most of us are doing anyway. Oh, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we'll be back next week. We'll try to keep a semi-regular schedule as well. I don't don't see anything going wrong with that. So, yeah. Um, so you, we'll, we'll be here next week. I think next week we actually have uh, – well, we, we've got a surprise for you next week. We'll keep, uh, we'll keep uh, you posted on Twitter. Follow us at Agents of Podcast. Okay. But until then, stay safe, everybody. Wash your goddamn fucking hands. Oh, yes. <laughs>